Half an hour was going to feel like forever. What's the holdup? Sadie asked, looking through the tiny porthole, out into the bay. God knows, I said, shutting my eyes. The itch on my back eventually faded, much to my relief. Sweat beaded under my hair, tickling my scalp, but I didn't scratch it. It felt nice. Refreshing, in a way. Jake, look, Sadie said, jerking me from my doze. I looked. Someone was being escorted our way. They disappeared from view, and soon after I heard the clank-clank of footsteps up the stairs. A young, flustered-looking man with pale blonde hair appeared in the doorway. Sorry, he said, his smile rising and falling in almost the same instant. He sat down in the first empty chair and buckled in. Ladies and gents, the intercom rattled. We will begin our departure shortly. Was that the other geo? I asked. No, Sadie said. No, I don't think it was. Before long, our shuttle was rattling like a paint mixer through the thick soup of our planet's atmosphere, and I gripped onto my armrests hard. It was too loud to talk, so I kept my eyes front and center and my mouth shut. Brendan, the driller who'd been asleep in the waiting room, was sleeping again. I had no idea how he did it, but right now I envied him. The shaking soothed as the sky faded to black, the starshine of the many brilliant pinpricks outside gleaming bright. We rounded the curve of the earth and magnificence of our own star creeping up from behind the thin blue horizon. Silhouetted in front of it was a compact nest of beams and pylons, with small dots of light winking from its extremities. Orbital Shipyard 3 Hunkered down inside the nest was the Athena, being prepared for our voyage. The Athena, like all deep space tugs, was beautiful. In an industrial sort of way, every bump and crevice formed of necessity. It looked impossibly delicate. As we approached the dock, our shuttle tipped down and swept underneath, pulling the Athena from view. We made a jerky right, slowing quickly, then rose up into the bird's nest itself— Our connection with the mating adapter was as rough as always. Please stay fastened in while we get the AG online, the intercom hissed. I waited for the intestinal loop-the-loop of the artificial gravity kicking in, then started unbuckling my harness, along with everyone else. We're here, I said for some reason. It seemed the right thing to say. I hope we're not overnighting, Sadie said, looking out the porthole at the underside of the Athena. This place is so dirty. She wasn't wrong. The dock was like a bus stop. Tight spaces we could cope with, but grimy sheets of questionable food? Not so much. We disembarked. First on, last off. Are you hungry? Sadie asked once we were inside and the others had made their way to wherever they were going. Not really. Me neither. Cafeteria? Sure. 
We trudged off towards the cafeteria to kill some time before our next briefing. We shared a bench as we talked, I with a coffee that tasted like dishwater, Sadie picking at a ham and egg sandwich that, well, I wouldn't really like to say what it looked like. I hadn't eaten yet that day, but any appetite I had put up little protest. Who do you reckon that guy is? I didn't see where he went when we got off the shuttle. Hopefully he's our replacement Geo if the other guy's a no-show, Sadie said as she took a bite of her sandwich. I wasn't sure if it was the sentiment or the sandwich making her pull a face, but either way she wasn't pleased. He'd better be good. I don't fancy answering to Planexus if he holds us up and we fall off schedule. I'm sure he'll be fine. We were all young once, right? I guess so. Sadie slopped the sandwich back onto the plate, giving it a rueful look.